Good afternoon and welcome to this additional word from the Word of God. Genesis chapter 1, the book of beginnings. Genesis, that is the definition of Genesis, the beginning or beginnings. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, as I come to you today, I fully intended to preach and continue our uh, study of concerning sin and how it is revealed in the Word of God. But after my last posting of the last message from Words from the Word of God in a particular site, uh, a gentleman commented. He said, uh, millions of children die every year of no fault of their own, either your God, Lord G, is impotent, or he slash she is evil. There always is the third option. God, Lord G again, does not exist, and we only get this one chance at a good lie. That said, I'm not going to read the the rest of it. Um, But, you know, as I consider that, and I've been praying over this, and I've considered that that comment. Um, you know, and I understand. You know, there are those out there that do not believe that God uh, exists. But I want to I want to point out this one thing. You know, we cannot lay. And, and I just spoke on the devastating effects, darkness, death, uh, that are related to sin, Satan, sin, darkness, and death go hand in hand. We cannot lay the effects and the devastating effects of sin at the feet of God. You know, he's, he's, this gentleman is talking about millions of children are dying every year at no fault of their own. But have you considered the millions and millions of unborn babies that are murdered and slaughtered in this country alone every year? Do we lay that at the feet of God? Do we lay that at the feet of Elohim? We must understand in Genesis chapter 1, there's 31 verses there. The word, according to God's holy word, according to his uh, thoughts and how he felt about his creation, is mentioned seven times, the word good. He saw it, and it was good. That is mentioned seven times to the end of the chapter in verse 31 where the Word of God tells us. Turn there. Verse 31, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Good has mentioned six times, and very good, the phrase very good is mentioned in the very last verse of that chapter, which has 31 verses. I have oftentimes said over and over, if something is mentioned over and over and over in Scripture, we need to pay particular attention to it. We must understand that God, yes, He is holy and He is righteous, and He must judge sin but he is also a loving merciful and gracious god 
And he is merciful above all things. His mercies, the psalmist said, his mercies are new every morning. If it were not for God's mercy, we would have been consumed from the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned against him and disobeyed his one commandment not to partake of the fruit of the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil, when he told them, he told Adam, he said, the day you eat of that, ye shall die, speaking of spiritual death. Now, when Adam and Eve, tempted by Satan, and just completely disobeyed God and sinned against him, physical death and spiritual death entered into the human race. And that has, we have all inherited that sin nature of Adam. But it is ludicrous for us to lay the things that are going on around us in this world today. Our country has asked God to get out of everything, our schools, our courthouses, our government. Uh, and we have tried to take God, and I'm not speaking, I'm just speaking as a nation as a whole. Our nation as a whole has asked God to step out of the way. God who created all things. He created all things good, and we've asked him to step back, and he is doing, and he is listening, and he is doing what we've asked him to do. He's taken his protective hand off of the United States and predominantly off the world as well. We have taken his word and watered it down. We have taken his word and denied the very power of the gospel as preachers in the pulpits. Many today preach health, wealth, and prosperity. Nothing about sin. Nothing about the devastation that sin causes. And men think that God is a God that should serve us and give us our everything that we want. Not our speaking of our needs, but our wants. If we want to be rich, all we got to do is ask God. If we want good help, all we got to do is just depend on God. Yes, God is a God of providential care, but he is not to be a servant to us. We are be, be to, to be a servant to him. But I'm here to tell you, we cannot lay the devastation of the things that we see around us happening at his feet. We, mankind, have been so disobedient to his word. You know, the Apostle Paul writes here in Romans chapter 1, and I want to read this right quick. He says, uh, let's start at verse 18 of chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth of God truth in unrighteousness. That means they don't want to accept the truth of God's word, so they're holding it down. They're suppressing it so they can live unrighteously and ungodly. Then you go on. He says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. My friends, we just read Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know, the Big Bang Theory, and I don't want to go into that 
but the, that and the theory of evolution speaks of what we're getting ready to read, uh, speaking on the intelligence of man and how man in their intelligence has thrown the word of God out the window. And then we want to place the blame of all the bad that's going on at his feet. And we can't do that. We must look in the mirror when we are disobedient to the word of God, when we ignore what his word tells us to do and how his word tells us to live, and we want to go on and live our way and just forget about God until we need something, how can we expect an almighty God who is righteous and holy not to judge our disobedience? And that is what God has done from the beginning of time. When he created Adam and Eve and they sinned against him deliberately and disobeyed his one commandment, that brought sin and death into the human race. We just read that in Romans chapter 5 verse 12 the other day and talked about the effects, the devastating effects of sin being universal. That means all inherit a sin nature, and that means, unfortunately, all will die without Jesus Christ. And, and you speaking of love and grace and mercy, God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Yes, God is merciful. God is gracious. But man does not want to know or continue to know the things of God. And let's look go on right here in Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination imagination their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to corruptible man to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served a creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also their men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which is which was meat. Now listen, we've already heard twice that God gave them up, God gave them up. Now listen, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with un all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murders, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affections, impeccable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. My friends, we are without excuse. We cannot continue going on throwing the word of God out the window and suppressing it that we might live evil and un unrighteous and ungodly. And we cannot, and I repeat, cannot continue 
to lay the devastating effects of the things going on around us, all the evil that we see today at the feet of a holy and righteous God. Because he has told us over and over in his word and in his promises that he has to judge sin. Because he cannot, that is the only way a holy and righteous God can deal with sin. But he has sent the answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. And if we will turn to him and accept him by faith, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not only that, but God, word of God tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, God has made the way, and we cannot lay anything, we cannot lay anything, the blame for all of what's going on at God's feet. I pray that we would be more obedient unto the Word of God, that it would become such a part of our lives, and we would, I pray that every soul in this world would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before it's eternally too late. And I pray that if you're out there and you're living in sin and you have, you're rejecting Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that God's judgment is upon your life and it is coming in a major way when Christ returns to remove his body, the true born-again believers, out of this world and the withstanding power of the Holy Spirit is withdrawn. I want you to understand that you are facing the judgment of God. Don't, blame, don't place the blames of the, the bad things in your life at his feet. When you want to place the blame, go and look in the mirror because you are rejecting the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If you want forgiveness and mercy and grace and love, it is very available. All you have to do is call out to the name of Jesus, and he will hear you, and he will not cast you out. All you have to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I realize I'm a sinner. I hate what I am. Would you please forgive me and come into my heart and live in my life as my Lord and my Savior? And I promise you, he will not in no wise cast you out. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the Word of God. God bless.